Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Loudmouth Podcast, the show about everything and nothing all at once. I'm your host, the one and only host with the small lips, Loudmouth. It's Madison Hadler. Happy Sunday. I know this is a little bit different of a day for the episode, for a Loudmouth episode to launch, but here we are. It's been a busy couple of weeks, so I got a little bit behind on the editing, but we're here now. So it's okay. And we're here with another episode of our Loud and Proud series. And I'm very excited to introduce you to my friend, MJ. Um, Morgan, actually, my roommate, met MJ through our friend Iris, who she worked with. Iris will be on a later episode. But um, we met her through Iris. They were dating at the time. And then we just all stayed friends and I was so excited to have them on to talk about their queer experience, to talk about being a photographer who honestly mainly um, covers queer artists and like shoots queer artists and things of that nature. So I'm so excited to hear about their journey because honestly I didn't know a lot of it either. So being able to experience it and hear it for the first time along with you guys was exciting for me as well. And Damn, our conversation was just so good. MJ is so inspirational and so kind and um, has really just opened my eyes to a lot of things about gender fluidity, about spirituality and everything like that. So I'm so excited for you guys to hear a little bit more about MJ's experience and hopefully relate relate to it and of course listen to us gush over Kehlani because what is a loud and proud episode if we're not going to talk about Kehlani apparently I enjoy My name is MJ. I am a 24-year-old living in Kansas City, Missouri as a visual artist. I do photography, videography, graphic design. Um, I also do a lot of community-based things, a lot of community events um, that focus on healing through community, um, and that can transpire in a lot of different ways, so I'm super passionate about that. And um, recently, I have come to the conclusion that I am gender fluid. Um, oh my gosh uh, congratulations I really, I really am coming out on your show Madison oh my gosh um, I'm so excited so yeah I use any and all pronouns any and all okay perfect happy Let's pride baby kind of tell just how you've gotten to be where you are today um and any like pivotal moments or things that you remember like throughout your journey that yeah absolutely um okay so I first knew that I was a little fruity um when camp rock came out shut the fuck up and and listen 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 camp rock was my favorite film okay and my mom would always be like oh you think nick jonas is so cute blah 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 and i'm like it's demi it's It's demi Demi it's the demi for me like shut up i'm telling you i watched this movie like two times a day like i was obsessed like obsessed (laughs) amazing because Demi Lovato also used to be the love of my life too. Okay, so sexual yeah. awakening was Demi Lovato. <laughs> exactly. And then, you know, I had the typical queer story. I fell in love with my best friend. And 
that is when that is when I really knew Madison. It's when I like started developing those feelings for her. And I'm like, I think I like her a little bit more than a friend would. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I got my heart broken by that, but that's okay. And then I kind of stayed like I knew, but I didn't really feel comfortable with it um, just mm-hmm. because my whole family is like hetero. Everyone around me was hetero. I was not really exposed to queer people at a young age or even in my high school or middle school because I went to a very like privileged white country mm-hmm. high school. So like nobody was really, I, I didn't see any of that. Yeah. Um, and then what had happened was I graduated <laughs> high school. I went to college for a year at UMKC. Um, and then I went to college for a year in England, right? And so I go to England and I just had this like crazy realization. I remember when I was like literally touching down in England off the plane and I was like, I could be whoever I want to be. Like, it literally does not matter. Like, I won't see these people after this year. Like I can express myself however I want. Like freeing. Yeah. It was the most freeing thing in the entire world, Madison. And like, that's how I live my life. Like literally when I first met people, I'm like, yeah, I'm gay. And that was like the first time I ever said that ever that freedom was just intoxicating so I remember Mm -hmm. after the year that I lived there and I was like Mm -hmm. mom I gotta tell you a thing and at the time I thought that I was bi that's what I identified as okay my mom and I was like your girl likes girls too (laughs) um and my mom she definitely was a little weirded out at first she was just really surprised but after Mm -hmm. that super supportive and like that was a really empowering moment for like someone in my close circle to be like okay okay yes very, yes, um, very validating. Yeah. So it wasn't until like I came back from my England trip at like 19 that okay. I like fully accepted that identity. And then I entered my first queer relationship with okay. a woman shortly okay. after that. Um, and we were together for three years and I moved out to Seattle. I think it was at the end of our relationship because it was a very toxic relationship. So I've been wanting to cut my hair for a while, right? Because I had okay. these long, beautiful locks. Okay, so butt. crazy. I was honestly, Madison, super femme. Like I'm okay. talking acrylics, makeup, curly long hair, dresses. Oh my God, I'm about to go stalk you on everything just to see. I will send you the proof. I'll send okay, the okay. send the, send the receipts. I want to exactly. see Exactly. But I was super femme and it was getting to the point where that just didn't feel like genuine to who Mm -hmm. I was anymore. And Mm -hmm. I wanted to cut my hair for years, but the partner that I was with was like, you look ugly. That won't suit you. Don't do that. Yada, yada, yada. Okay. That partner went on a trip to LA for three months and I was like, it's my time. Madison, I was like, Mm -hmm. so I literally went to my hairstylist and I said, we're cutting it all off today. And she was like, are you serious? And I was like, yes. Yeah. So I've been waiting. I've been waiting for so long. And then so we finally, we finally did it. And I felt like a brand new bitch. That's like a whole identity chain. I feel like people need to talk about that more. Honestly, like the hair journey in the queer community is so important. Like Mm -hmm. it's so vital. And I think not a lot of us realize like what it can do. Like this is your crown. You know what I mean? Like. It's literally your crown. Um, and I could go into crown chakras, but I'm not about to yep. pop up spiritually right now. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? This is your crown. Like mm-hmm. how you wear this and what this looks like can heavily, heavily, heavily just be incorporated in like how you view yourself. And it was like, as soon as I cut my hair off, it was the most freeing thing. And like, it, it, this is what it did for me. Like it gave me permission to let my masculine energy manifest. Mm-hmm. And like, 
I have never felt that high before because like I said, I was wearing dresses. I was all makeup up. And like, that was my first step to me allowing that, ma- that masculine energy to manifest. And I was like, I'm hot. Ah, I'm sexy. Like, I'm yes. the shit. I'm queer as fuck. Like I was just like, yes. Especially because you were thinking about it for so long and with longer hair, like to then get it chopped and be able to look at yourself in the mirror and like be the image that like you feel you are like outwardly now is like, oh my gosh. You're like, wow, people are going to look at me and get me right from the right off. That's the thing too, for like a lot of queer people is like, we do want to be seen as queer. Cause like, Mm -hmm. that's how we're most comfortable. Like, I know that if I was still super femme presenting, like that just wouldn't feel like that just doesn't sit right with me. Cause I'm like, Mm -hmm. that's not who I am. That doesn't doesn't sit right. And so like when you're queer and you're able to like, finally, like, look at yourself in the mirror and be like, I love my body. I love my hair. I love this. I love that. Like mm-hmm. you just walk around with a whole different type of confidence and swag and love for yourself. And I think that honestly was the first time where I really was in the mirror and I was like, I really love myself. Like this is, this is beautiful MJ right uh-huh. here. And how old were you then? How old was that? I was a year and a half ago. So I oh was my gosh. That was like crazy. Um, so yeah, then that happened. I felt really great in that. I also started dating a really awesome hairstylist who turned it into a really cool mohawk. And yes. it made me feel even sexier. Like it made me more masculine. Because at first I had a little Karen cut. You know, okay, like, yes. Yeah. And yep. it yep. was cute, but it didn't feel as right as I wanted to. And then I was yep. able to go to this hairstylist and she changed my whole life and gave me a haircut of my dreams. And I felt even better after that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know that the hair was a huge, huge part for me. Um, and I feel like the other big step, like with exploring my gender like fluidity was mm-hmm. honestly recently like because you know we just had this conversation yes. the other day literally I did, I did not finish it because it's been on my mind a lot because I'll look at myself in the mirror and I know when I look at myself in the mirror I don't see a man or a woman like mm-hmm. I don't I don't look at myself and be like MJ's a girl like yes. I, just, I just don't have those thoughts um and I'm realizing what I am and what I do connect with and like mm-hmm. I realize that like I really am a vehicle for like my passions, a vehicle to communicate, a vehicle to heal, a vehicle to do all these things that my spirit wants to do. Mm-hmm. And for me, my spirit doesn't have a gender. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it, like it really doesn't. Like it's just, a, it's a being, it's a light force. It's an energy that just wants to live and exist and be able to move all of these things and all these passions that I'm excited about. And that yeah. is to live and exist within a binary. Yeah. Um, on top of that, I also found myself very comfortable when people when people did misgender me when I was like when I identified as a woman when they're mm-hmm. like me or boyfriend or this I'm uh, like yeah I'm yeah like, call me that like that's sexy you know <laughs> what I mean and so yes. that was a big realization for me too like that I wasn't attached like I wasn't attached to being a female and like mm-hmm. that was the first time I got that was when I was like being misgendered where I was like because like people would apologize and I'm like. Oh, that's actually, you're like, wait, that was euphoric. I'm like, that's not kind of cute. Can you call me your boyfriend again? I would say that those are definitely the mo- major like moments and things for me that yeah. have like really helped with my gender and like queer identity. Yeah. And I think especially when you're talking about how when you cut your hair and you felt that more masculine energy, like that just leads into the gender fluidity now. Both energies are always there. And so and think, that's the thing. You just had a bar, Madison. That was a bar. And I think that really needs to be talked about is like, masculine and feminine energies exist in every single human every single one 
it's undeniable it's proven like that's just what it is and i feel like if more people were conscious of that that like masculine and femininity like it's not a thing like it's not yes. a person it's uh-huh. not genitalia like it's none of that it's mm-hmm. literally energies like it's yes. energies and yes. we have all of those energies existing inside of each one of us and it's like our choice to like express those in the ways that we want yeah and I feel like if more people realize that we, we don't need the binary we just need to be nourished and loved and supported and like we can do all of those things without having to exist in this harsh binary that just keeps us in these little tiny boxes and mm-hmm. doesn't embrace fluidity because that's the other thing too like even if you're not queer like we're all fluid humans yes like, you we're all yes. fluid fluctuating diverse humans and like every time we put this binary like into our world we're limiting ourselves yeah those energies they're not associated to a pronoun also they're just like there they're just there like i can be my she herself and still dress in a fucking suit and be mask as hell if i want to be it doesn't matter it doesn't matter and i feel like that's the other thing too like that the queer community honestly needs to be more accepting of it's just Mm -hmm. like because i think that even being inside of the queer community we get attached to those labels too Yes. We're like, they're like, we're this, we're that. And like, that's what that looks like. And mm-hmm. I think that can also be really inherently harmful yes, um, to absolutely. a lot of us because we're not allowing other people. Cause like mask might be something different to someone else. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. gender queer might be something different to someone else. And I feel like when we are like, no, this is what this label is like, Oh, if you're, if you're a dyke, you have to look like this. Mm-hmm. Oh, if you're a mask, you need to look like this. If you're a femme, you need to act like this. It's just like, no, like no. we need to start expanding and pushing these labels because like, if not, we're all going to feel boxed in. And like, that's the whole point of being queer. Like when people ask me, what is being queer? It's like embracing fluidity. Like mm-hmm. when people ask them, that. That, that's my definition. That's what it is. And like for us to uphold that in the community, we have to allow people to have, to be able to breathe like life mm-hmm. new labels. And like, I understand that they exist in so many different forms and facets. Yeah. And I feel like that plays into like um, relationships too. It's like, there's this idea that there needs to be this femme and this mask. And it's like, no, you can just love whoever the fuck you want to love. And another, another bar, another bar, (laughs) because you know, the girl has been out here dating and doing her thing and like going on all these dates, experiencing these people. And like, I know that because I'm more mask presenting, like that is already put on me. Like, I'm supposed to pay. I'm supposed to open the doors. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to do this. And I'm not saying that I don't because I definitely treat. People, <laughs> you know? I definitely do. I will say like, Don't I'm, get it twisted, but. <laughs> I will bring the flowers. I will hold your hand. I will open the door a thousand percent. However, we need to be careful of like that we just expect these things just because of how I mm-hmm. physically look. Yes. Like, yep. yes, do I look a little bit more masked? Absolutely. I can agree with that. But like my heart is soft. <laughs> and squishy and vulnerable and like I want to be treated like a fucking flower yes you know exactly and you can be it doesn't matter you're just going to treat people how you want to treat people and that has no like reference to how you look or who you are who you identify as you know you're just a fucking human that's all it is we're all just trying to be man it's not that hard It's not that hard. And it's so, I feel like as I'm doing these more and more too, I'm just realizing how many people like are still coming out to themselves, to people like you're, you're just on a journey for this whole entire, like you're with yourself your whole entire life. So it's like, you're always going to find new things and have to come out. What, whether that's like physically coming out as queer or whatever it is, or just coming out as whoever you are, like 
that's just the life dog you start yeah. one way and then you end up to a totally different way and that's like, the thing is like we need to really accept that as humans this is like we are changing every single second of every day literally mm-hmm. like, after this conversation i'm gonna be different exactly like and i think that we need to realize that is like and that's why it's so important to be present as well because like we need to notice like what's changing inside of ourselves mm-hmm. like, because every single day like i have new perspectives new views new knowledge new tools and mm-hmm. being able to apply those and like see where i'm going to end up i don't know what i'm going to look like i don't know mm-hmm. how i'm going to identify i don't know who i'm going to end up with like I don't know any of these things because they're all variables in a really large puzzle. But like, mm-hmm. I'm just excited to solve the puzzle because I want to see what it looks like. Exactly. I want to see, what, I it see like. what it looks like. I love that. No, and that's true. And also, we're still like 24. Like, what the fuck? I'm supposed to just like know everything about myself at 24? But My that's brain isn't even fully developed. Pressures on us. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, society put those pressures. Hey, you need to know when you're doing this. Hey, when are you getting a house? When are you having kids? When are you doing mm-hmm. this? Nah, I'm like, I'm just trying to breathe. I'm but just trying to, I'm just I'm trying just to love to, myself. Like, like that's it. You know, there doesn't have to be this harsh, strict guideline of like, oh, you need to know yourself by 25. Oh, you mm-hmm. need to have kids by this age. Like, no, like if you don't figure yourself out till 82, dope. Cool. You, you lived a whole life figuring, like being able to figure yourself out. Like how rewarding is that? You know? Like, and as corny as it sounds, like it's really not about the destination, Madison. Like it really is about the journey. And I feel like all of us need to embrace that a lot more. How do you think that your gender identity and your queerness has played into and influenced your art? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think the first thing is because I'm queer, I feel like I hang out with a lot of queer people. Like, (laughs) that's just who I like to surround myself with because we're lit as fuck Mm -hmm. and we're a good time. And I like, I like people, I be like, I like hanging out with people that are cut from the same cloth because like we just have that understanding that's already Mm -hmm. there. And I feel like because I've hung out with so many queer people, a lot of like my ideas, a lot of like the things that I look for in like a model or like just whatever it is comes from the queer community. Mm -hmm. Um, And also because like I'm a queer person, like that's, it's just different. Like, like, Like my perspective and my viewpoint and how I photograph something or how I create something is from the perspective of a queer person. Mm -hmm. So it's inherently going to be different compared to someone that is a straight, you know? And I think my work has a lot to do with like vibrancy and color Mm -hmm. and contrast and pop and it's bold. And like, for me, that's what the queer community like is. Like when I think about queer people, I think color, vibrancy, bold, fluidity, and like, that's what my work is like like mm-hmm. if you just like scroll through my instagram like all of it's like oh 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 you know and like that's yes. what i think the queer community offers the world it's like oh oh like, yes making people do a double take that's like what we're literally all about <laughs> and, and that's the thing like, like you said the magic words making people do a double take like that's what mm-hmm. i want people to do with my work like don't just scroll past it it's like oh shit oh shit like, wait yeah it's, it's like almost like because i feel like a lot of what the queer community's like just essence is rooted in is just rebellion because for Mm. us to even exist it is a rebellion like for us to exist and coexist with all these other people that are not queer like it is automatically a rebellion in my Uh opinion and I feel like rebellion looks like it's punk it's hardcore vibrant and like that's what I want my work to like stand out. And I feel like that's what I go for every single time. So yeah, my, my work is definitely, and like I said, all my people are queer. So like when people pull up to the shoots, like I have assistants, I have people doing mm-hmm. people's hair, like 
the whole squad is queer. You know what the vibes are, Madison. Yes. Again, as I've been talking to people, because whatever they say, it's like, well, we need more queer people behind the scenes or like working, not just doing like, not just being the stars on the stage. Obviously that's great. Representation matters everywhere. But again, representation matters everywhere. For example, I remember Cardi B, it was probably like a year ago now. And Mm -hmm. Cardi B had like this editorial photo shoot. And she was like, I want to work with a black photographer and a black team for this shoot. Mm -hmm. And they were like, nah, girl, like, like, we're like, we're not giving you that. Like, we're good. We already have the team set up. Like, this is what it is. And Cardi was like, pissed. She blasted him. She went, who was it? Do you remember? It was like Essence. It was some weird magazine. Okay. It was some bullshit. And she basically, yeah. And like, I remember seeing that and I'm like, this is what I'm talking about. Like, uh-huh. I, I just think that like black people should be photographed by black people, that queer mm-hmm. people should be photographed by queer people. And like these teams, they need to be better represented because there's so many queer people. There's so many people of color that mm-hmm. like are the shit, like they're good at what they do, no matter what that is. And they're not getting plugged into these teams mm-hmm. um, and it's because like our society is obviously very, very heavily into the hetero white <laughs> yes. culture. Mm-hmm. Um, but like that's something that I'm trying to change at least on a local level mm-hmm. and like the thing that I preach to a lot of people is just like yes my whole my whole squad is people of color yes my whole squad is like queer you know what I mean because like we need to put these people up on pedestals and we need to exalt them so they can get into these positions because they exactly especially in Cardi's case like asking a black person to do your makeup if you're black asking a black person to do your hair if you're black is like basic fucking knowledge like I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to come near Cardi B's hair. I would fuck it. I don't have the knowledge. So from within the community, it, that and only I, makes I sense. That's the thing though, is like what you just said, a lot of white people do not have the courage to say, I don't have the knowledge or <laughs> I don't have the tools, or this mm-hmm. is something that I don't feel comfortable with. White people just want to take Go it on. Yeah. You know I mean? <laughs> like, that's just what it is. Like you guys keep taking and taking and taking, but like, it's not, it's not white people's like, Doing a black person's hair is a black person's job. Yes. And I, and I think that's the thing too, is just like white people are not used to having to make spaces comfortable for someone else mm-hmm. because they're able to walk into any space and be comfortable and be at ease and be themselves. And that they have to realize is a privilege. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think a lot of people don't. And so mm-hmm. white people, it's a very foreign concept oh, I have to make a space comfortable. Oh, you're not inherently comfortable like I am. It's like, no, No. like like I am in danger. Like I, you know what I mean? Like there's Mm -hmm. so many aspects and levels to it um, that I wish, you know, white people would educate themselves on and, you know, hope that happens soon. It's like the intersectionality of it all too. It's like hiring, not just black creators, but black queer creators, black trans creators. It's people really like, palatable people they really like people that that they view as gay or that that's a good gay or that's a good yeah but as soon as it's out of their comfort zone like like for example I know people that are definitely cool with like gay people lesbians whatever but when it comes to trans people they're like nah you know what I mean they're like no Mm -hmm. and I'm like listen I'm like you are a black person Mm -hmm. okay so if you want black people to win everybody has to win the black mm-hmm. trans people the black gender queer people everybody mm-hmm. like this is not just a one size fits all type of vibe yeah like, you can't just pick and choose like yeah 
you you have to want it for all of us and i think that's one of the major reasons why we haven't been able to move forward as mm-hmm. like a large society is because we're so segregated it's like oh this is a black trans pe- person this is a black this person this is mm-hmm. i'm like how about we're all just black yeah <laughs> And we're trying to win, you know what yeah. I mean? Trying to get us to that next level together as a team, but like we just get segregated. Like we almost segregate ourselves with these labels, mm-hmm. and then we're like, "Oh, we got to push this person over here," yeah. you know. So it's it really all comes back to labels. It all comes back to it. You know, I could go on and on about labels because I have very mixed feelings. Mm-hmm. Like I think that they can be really, really amazing mm-hmm. and they can be so helpful to find community and like find people that you connect with and find someone that is cut from that same cloth, right? Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, I think that they can be inherently harmful because it's really hard to expand within those labels. Mm-hmm. And also a lot of the times when society puts one label on you, that's it. Like you can't be black, queer, creative, blah, blah, blah. Like they're like, you can do one do thing. Do one thing. Uh-huh. And I'm like, that's not how humans work. That's not how it I'm goes. Like, you don't get it. Like, so many things at once. Like that's the thing that we all need to realize. Like we're all everything. Uh-huh. We're all everything. Like we all have the opportunities to be whatever it is that we desire, or we want in life. But it's just like it's hard when we have the society things like labels. It's hard to break out of these boxes and see. Oh, am I this person? Mm-hmm. It's hard to question yourself when society's like, "No, bitch, you're this one thing." Yeah, and it can feel like I'm sure, like when you enter in like the queer community, like, "Oh, okay, I'm just a queer person here. Like that's my identity here." And then you go to like woman's only thing, and you're like, oh, I'm a woman here. Like, that's my identity here. But it's like, you can be all those things at once. And that's what makes your viewpoint unique. Like, that's what makes it special. Exactly. Another bar from Madison. Yes. And it's so important because we talk about, you know, celebrating and we talk about coming out and all that stuff, but you can't talk about those without talking about how we still need to do better and how we still need to be more accepting. Like, we're I agree. just getting started going back off of photography and queer artists and things like that. Who are your favorite queer photographers or artists, or who do you feel are making an impact in the community? I mean, there's honestly so many queer photographers that it's crazy. Um, I could just pop off um, and list a bunch of people. Um, Miles Lofton is definitely one of my favorite. They're a huge inspiration for me. The one thing I would say though, is like, now that I'm thinking about my list, it's a lot of gay men. Oh, okay. I'm not, I, it's hard for me to think of a lot of like queer women. Um, I, there's definitely a couple, but like, mm-hmm. for example, one person that I really look up to and we both love is Kaylani. I feel like she is doing some real work for the community um, yes. because not only is she a queer musician, but she's mm-hmm. also a videographer and mm-hmm. photographer and she directs all of her projects now, mm-hmm. um, which I think is so cool to see a woman that is queer owning that space because before historically directing your own music videos and projects and things like that is really like a man thing like I when I'm thinking of projects when it comes to artists directing them Uh it's very like it's hard to get a director's seat in Hollywood if you're Mm -hmm. a woman Uh period Mm -hmm. um so the fact that Kehlani has been able to break through that mold and she's showing that BTS process like she's showing hey I'm directing this hey I'm doing this I'm like we need more of that. Mm-hmm. Like we need more women going into those director roles and going into those like DP roles and being like, I have, I'm, uh-huh. I, I have the vision. Yes. That's one thing that like a lot of people still don't respect in the art world. And we could go off about feminism all day, but yeah. like <laughs> the woman's perspective 
and vision and view like I feel like it's just not as respected as the man's view is when it comes to the art world mm-hmm. um and so to see, to see these women breaking into these spaces and being able to own them especially queer women I'm mm-hmm. like snap 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 yes and yes. another thing about Kehlani another tie too is Kehlani brings up like their team like their their people are the people that work on the stuff with them like Yes. They they bring up other black people of co- like black people. And they're co- all queer. Yes, they're, queer. Like his whole squad is queer. Yeah, and like and that like that's why I'm like she's such a big inspiration aspiration for me because I'm just like everything she's doing I'm like yes that's, yes 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 and like even um she has a photographer now that I'm thinking about her name's Bria okay um, she's a queer person of color Bria is definitely a huge inspiration for mm-hmm. me just the way that she captures Kalani her light the vibrancy her color grades also a huge impact and like like I said the fact that her whole team is queer and brown I'm like correct that's it that's how you do it what we were saying earlier about being seen and being understood like the way that Kehlani makes music especially now very sapphic very gay very homo all the fruitiness it's like how could you do that with a straight person boom like they that's that's the thing too is like how is a non-queer person gonna tell a queer love story Uh uh-huh like, like, imagine if she did a music video, right, about her queer shit, what she's doing. I'm very excited for that. I know, I know. But imagine if a non-queer person filmed that. Yeah. Like, at that point, I just feel like it's not genuine. It's not authentic. Mm-hmm. Because, like, no matter what, they're never going to fully understand that viewpoint. Can they still make a good music video? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I am not taking straight people's power to create art away. Like, I'm not <laughs> saying that. But I'm just saying the perspectives and the viewpoints are different when you have experienced that mm-hmm. firsthand. Like you said earlier with your photography, like it's coming from the viewpoint of a queer person. So it's inherently going to be queer. That viewpoint is straight, but it's of a queer couple. It can just get misconstrued in ways that you wouldn't even, that straight people like wouldn't even realize. You know what I'm saying? Because other things they can't realize it because they don't, they don't experience, they don't know. They don't know. And that's the thing too, that I always tell people is like, pass on jobs. Like Mm -hmm. that's my huge, huge thing for the creative community or just in general. Like if you come to an opportunity where you know that someone could do it better or that like their perspective would be better, say that, like have like, people have too much pride. Mm -hmm. They have too much pride or they want to do the project. And I'm like, if this story can be better told by someone else, yeah. let me give them b- the baton. Let, like, yes. let me give them their flowers. Let me let them do the work because they deserve to do that work. And mm-hmm. I do not. And I feel like that's on being comfortable with yourself because mm-hmm. you know when you pass up or you pass along a job that you're not missing an opportunity. You're giving someone else the opportunity to grow and you know that you're going to get an opportunity that's perfect for you in that way. So it's like, Yes. yes that's being like that's just literally being uncomfortable with who you are like you know that good's gonna come to you so you're gonna pass on good to someone else like and I'm sure you feel this way too when I'm able to give my friend a job or I'm able to like be like oh I'm doing this project I know the perfect people that would be like good for that you need a community with you like I mean and I think that's the huge thing that I think a lot of us are starting to awaken to it's just like we can't do this shit on our own. Mm-mm. Like, I'm sorry, but life is impossible to do on your own. Like, yes. this shit is way too hard. It's too complex. And, like, community is so important. Like, when people talk about, like, human needs, they talk about water and food. But, like, I talk about community and connection. Like, mm-hmm. that is as much as a need as water and food is to a human. Like, yes. we're talking nourishment. 
that is what community and conversations like this is, Mm -hmm. is nourishment to your soul. And I feel like a lot of our younger people are waking up to that. Like we are like considering our friends to be our family and our tribe Mm -hmm. and like we're exalting everybody. And that's my thing is just like, if I'm on the come up, we're, we're all on the come up. Yeah. Like, like we all have a seat at the table, you know what I mean? And like my table is big as shit. Like my table is my giant. Okay. My and table like, never ends. There's always a spot. Pull on up, bitch. Infinity table. Like it really is though, because, and that's the other thing is like, when I switch to that mentality, when I switch from, okay, like maybe I'll have a couple friends or this or that. And I really started like building what community and a family and what a tribe meant to me. Mm-hmm. It also allowed me to switch from, okay, this, this state of like lack. Mm-hmm. like, that's the other thing too, is like what society teaches us is that like, there was a lack of everything, mm-hmm. but we grow up and we can realize there is not a lack of anything. No, like, there's, not. there's an abundance of love. There's an abundance of opportunities. There's an abundance of growth. And there's an abundance of people that will love you exactly as you are. Hey. And that was like, that was the thing that made me be able to switch into that mindset. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's what everybody's waking up to. Like every young person I talk to, like we're getting on this flow of like, no, like this is what it is. Like uh-huh. we want to raise our children with like tribes, you yes. know, and that everything takes a village. Like if we think <laughs> about to like thousands of years ago or even hundreds of years ago, like they lived in tribes, yes. like, like they lived in tribes for a reason. Like it yeah. wasn't just like, oh, I want all my friends around me. Like, no, no like I this is just me maybe being a little crazy, but I think tribes are the most efficient way of living. Yeah. I mean, the best way to live. uh Uh-huh. And that's why I feel like everyone like loves cities or like cities have better, like, you know, like community based thing. It's because you're living in these close courts. We just got rid of that idea that we all need to be individual living in this close quartered and instead all just living together. It it could be a, like imagine if apartment complexes like that's your tribe yeah like and then like it's it's things like that where i'm like life would be so much easier mm-hmm. if we broke down these really stupid walls and barriers and rules that society has placed on us like yeah. we, don't, we don't need to think that and like kind of what i talked about before like i feel like as soon as we shift into this like community mindset not like you're over there i'm over here like we could do so much work like mm-hmm. so much like racial work so much social justice work like we could really start getting shit done once that tribe mentality comes back I'm just hoping that like it's able to make a comeback because I feel like that is where that's where we need to exist and live in to be able to move forward together yeah with a lot of the projects that I'm working on right now why community is so important to me because like I believe that community is one of the only resources we all have access to like, okay. you know what I mean? like when you think about it, like that is the one thing that we all have access to, like no matter where you're at financially, no matter what your racial status is, like no matter what, like I, I feel we all have access to community yes. and if we are able to harness that. Like if we are able to harness what community looks like and be able to like heal through that, mm-hmm. we will all be lit yes. healed, walking around like little sunbeams. Like, you know what I mean? Like yes. all in that, like when I think about my greatest or like most fulfilling moments or nourishments or things like that. Like you said, they all come from community moments. Like mm-hmm. that time we all sat around talking about queer shit. I just, know. just a couple of weeks ago, Literally, like, I walked away from that. And I was like, yes, sir. Yes. Uh, that is what it's about because we were sharing all of these moments that were obviously our own that mm-hmm. felt so different and complex to us. But like 
we sat there, we were vulnerable, we poured everything out. And then we realized like, oh, we're going through such similar experiences. Mm-hmm. Like, no wonder we're having these conversations. No wonder we're able to connect so well is because we're literally all cut from the same cloth. Like we yes. are all one. Like I, I promise you, like no matter what, you can find a similarity with everyone mm-hmm. in the entire world. Mm-hmm. Like we're all connected. And mm-hmm. it's just like, do we want to find that connection? And the answer should be yes. Yes, it should be. And I think that plays into perfectly like kind of like what changes would you like to see in like the queer community? Um, even it doesn't even have to be specifically like photography, queer community, it could just be in general. Just um, um I yeah, I feel like I want to see a lot more acceptance for sure. Mm-hmm. Because I think that things have really expanded since I've become queer. Like, because mm-hmm. even when I became queer, not became queer, but even when I like, hey, sorry, yeah. even when I like came out as queer, like really, even pansexual really wasn't a thing, mm-hmm. you know? And that's why I remember like I went with the bi label because I'm like, that's what it was. It was like, you're gay or you're bi. Yes. Like, yes. Yep. And that that's it. it. That's what you have to choose from. Exactly. And then like years later, I'm like, oh, pansexuality is a thing. I'm pansexual. That makes more sense. Yes. And then I remember people being like, well, I thought you were bi or I thought you were this or I thought you were that. Yeah, you thought (laughs) you thought you thought. But like, you know what I mean? And so like I am looking for a lot more of acceptance Mm -hmm. from the queer community because I I know there's still a lot of judgment within within these queer spaces. And I really want us to help break down those gender rules because I think they still exist within queer relationships, which is inherently harmful when you think about it because like queer people can't be in normal hetero gender roles. Yes. So how does that work? How do, how can I, how can I have those heteronormative roles in my relationship with another woman? Like, you know, that math, that math meme where she's hella confused. (laughs) That is how I feel like when it comes to that. So like, I definitely want to see more of that too. And I also want to see like, especially with the black community, because I'm a part of the black queer community. It's just mm-hmm. like, we need to be more accepting of trans people. We need to be more accepting of gender fluid people. Um, Cause I mean, it's obviously not great in the white community, white queer community either, but it's like, it's really bad in the black mm-hmm. queer community, even in Kansas city, like has the highest like death toll rate of black mm-hmm. trans people. Yeah. Insane. When I found that out, like that made my heart so sad. That, yeah. like, that's happening right in our own community. Like mm-hmm. every single day and a ridiculous amount of black trans people are being killed. Yeah, um, to our friends, of, like literally. To people and a lot that, of times yeah. it's by black people. Like, and like this, like we, like we can't, we can't be doing that shit. Mm-hmm. And I know that I have a lot of conversations with black people, even including my own family. Mm-hmm. And like, it's still a very taboo topic. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like black, trans, gender fluid people, it's still like, well, we let y'all be gay. That was enough, mm-hmm. you know? And mm-hmm. I'm like, no, like, like kind of what we were talking about before, like all black people must win. Yes. And if you don't, if you don't believe that, like you don't want black people to win and like black trans people are a part of that. Mm-hmm. And I really need the queer community to start like pushing that agenda and being able to be like, this is a non-negotiable, you know? Exactly. And also if, if the hate is coming from inside of our ho- own home, how can we expect other people on the outside to treat us the way that we all want to be treated, you know? Exactly. That's a fact. Yeah. What's some advice that you would say to someone who is trying to figure out who they are, whether with gender fluidity or queerness? Yeah, I have a lot of advice, honestly. Like, I feel like the first big thing is like surround yourself with people that fully see you mm-hmm. and love you for what they see. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I think that that is so, so important because it's not until recently, probably honestly, the last year mm-hmm. where like, I can look at everyone around me and be like, they see me, they know me, they love me. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like before that, I was not able to do, to, to do those things. And like, I'm realizing now that I'm no longer in those friendships or partnerships or whatever it was, like mm-hmm. how free I feel now, like yeah. how free I feel to be myself, to dance, be silly, get wild, be queer, all of these things. Like I can finally celebrate myself because everyone else around me celebrates me too. Um, and yeah. I think that is so important. Like you have to find your tribe. What we were yep. just talking about, like once you find your tribe and your people, like your life just begins to change. It begins mm-hmm. to shift. You start having these meaningful conversations. You start having people cut from the same cloth. that can be like, oh yeah, I went through this too. Here's this piece of advice. Here's yes. this, here's that. And like, just also being able to be around people that you admire and that mm-hmm. you're also inspired by. Like everyone around me, including you, like inspires me. Like, you yes. know what I mean? In some way, shape or form, like I'm constantly being like, oh my God, you're amazing. Or, oh my God, this is so cool. Like I'm constantly in awe of my tribe yeah and I feel like they're in all of me too yeah so it's like it's this ping pong energy that's just like you're the shit I'm the shit let's grow let's, let's be the, the shit, shit together the let's fucking go like and that's what it is and like once you're around that energy all the time you're unstoppable like you it's, just feel like a monster uh-huh it's honestly insane like since moving to Kansas City how like how much I've realized that like yeah surrounding yourself with the people who are going to see you and get you no matter what no matter if you come out five million times as five million different things like it doesn't fucking matter because you're still going to be the person that you were at the beginning of the friendship or whatever it is like and if they truly love you they're going to love you no matter what you may look like on the outside or whatever it is like it's all about the inside and yeah all about the gushy inside that's all about the the gushy inside And also, yes, being able to um, describe and feel like you can talk to someone like, okay, being like, um, you know, I think I might want to go by they, them or whatever it is. And being able to have those friends or those people that you can go to and be like, okay, I think this is what's going on. Can I just like talk it out with you? Can we like whatever? Because they're going to ask the questions that get you to where you ultimately want to end up. Like, they're like, I know you have the answer in you. I'm just going to push it out of you. I'm just going to, you know. I mean, I think that's the major thing that you just touched on, Madison, is like everyone around you is a mirror. Mm-hmm. And once again, this is some spiritual shit. So I'm sorry. No, no. It really connects with what you just said, because it really resonated with me, mm-hmm. um, because everyone around you is a mirror. Like mm-hmm. and everyone that's in your life is supposed to be in your life because they are reflecting something back to you that you might not even see. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, um, mm-hmm. I would say other important things, too, like. And I know this sounds super corny and super easy to say, but like you just have to be yourself. Like mm-hmm. you really do, because I know that when I was growing up, like queer, like I said, I didn't really see a lot of queer people. And mm-hmm. I especially didn't see any queer brown people mm-hmm. at all when I was growing up. Um, so like being that queer bound person, I was scary. Like it was terrifying because it's just like, nobody else is doing that. I know I'm going to get like bullied. I know I'm going to get hazed for it. I know I'm not, you know, and like, that's cool. Cause like, you're not like, you might not be the most popular person. Like you yeah. might not be that you might not be this, but like, you're going to be yourself. And uh-huh. I don't think anything else that's more rewarding than being your genuine self. And like, mm-hmm. the other thing that's important to realize too, is like, because you exist, like friends, like you exist, love, like you exist, like just for the pure, like reason that you exist as a human, somebody else can match that energy, can match exactly. that vibe. And like, 
may it take a long time to find that? Absolutely. I, I'm not saying it's an easy journey. I'm not saying that you find your tribe just like this, mm-hmm. but being able to be open to that concept because I exist, something else that I'm ex- like desiring exists as well. That way you don't settle for less. You don't settle for those people that don't fully accept your queer identity. Mm-hmm. You don't settle for those people that like aren't cut from the same cloth. Like you can find exactly what you're looking for. And I think that's really empowering for queer people because mm-hmm. like we're inherently different. Like, yes. you know what I mean? Like we're inherently different. And like to feel that, like that feels kind of weird. Like yeah. to already know that like I'm a different person and people are going to view me like that automatically. It's hard to like operate and exist in a world that's inherently against you mm-hmm. or you feel like you can't find common people or common ground. And so like kind of like a going back to that point is like, our existence is a rebellion. Yes. And, and being able to like live inside of that and be proud of that, mm-hmm. like be proud of like my existence is a rebellion. And like, I will People find my me. rebels. I'll find my rebels. I'll find yeah. my tribe. And like, everything is going to be okay. And yeah. like, the last thing I would say is like, everything gets a lot better. <laughs> like, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like my queer yes. identity, my friends, my whole life, like as I've accepted myself and who I am and I've really found confidence in my identity especially in being queer like everything just got so much better Mm -hmm. yeah and what you're saying about being a mirror too I think that goes into like how it how once you start being yourself it just gets better because you're gonna start reflecting what you want to come your way like like you said what what you have exists out there what you're doing exists out there and you're gonna find it and you're especially gonna find it when you allow yourself to be that like to just live in that and to put that out there. And that's the huge thing, like along with just being yourself, just like be love. Mm-hmm. Like that sounds so corny, but like, if that's like- We're a corny show over here. A couple words, like be love. Mm-hmm. Like, and like, like kind of like you said, like that's going to come back to you. Yes, so exactly. If you are continually moving, existing and rooted in love, that is just going to come back to you in all the facets, romantic relationships, platonic, family. Like it's just going to come to you. So like, if you're that- don't worry, baby. Good stuff is coming for you. It's coming. It's coming. Okay. Beautiful, MJ. All right. Tell the people where they can follow you, where they can find your art, where they can support you, everything. Um, so my Instagram is MJ and her camera. Um, that's pretty much all my social medias, actually. So find me at MJ and her camera. Um, and yeah, that's really it. It's Perfect. Awesome. I'll have it linked down below for them to uh, go follow you on, go see the queer art, go see the artists, everything. All right. Thank you so much, MJ, for doing this with me. Thank you for having me on here. It is a blessing. This is my first podcast ever. And to be able (gasps) to experience it with you and not only talk about queer shit, it's a good day. I feel very honored to be on this podcast. So thank you. Thank you. I'm honored to take your virginity. Hey. <laughs> All right, I will talk to you later. All right, bye. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening and tuning in to the third episode of the Loud and Proud series with my lovely friend MJ. Make sure you go follow them. Um everything will be linked in the show notes for their Instagram and everything. And I hope that you guys enjoyed hearing a little bit more about their story. Make sure that you guys go cop some fruity little loudmouth merch to celebrate Pride. Actually, Morgan and I, my roommate, were in um, the grocery store the other day and Morgan was wearing her loudmouth bucket hat. And some guy came up to her 
and was like, I love that hat. Like, where'd you get it? And we were able to plug Loudmouth. So very exciting. Get yourself a hat. Get complimented out in public. Support your local bisexual icon. Happy Pride. I hope that you guys are living it to your best to your best life, living your best life, I guess is the better way of saying that. And I will catch you all next week for the next Loud and Proud series. Um, And appreciate all the love on this series for real. A lot of people have been reaching out saying how much the episodes have meant to them, that they've sent it on to people who are queer and need a little bit of reassurance or advice or whatever it is. So I can't thank you guys enough because that is the whole point of this series. I want to reach out to as many people as possible and provide stories, provide advice, and provide commonality and a sense of community no matter where they are in their journey. So please keep sending it to all your queer friends. Keep liking, keep subscribing, keep um, giving five-star reviews, whatever it is. I appreciate you guys all so much. And go get some merch down below. Okay. Love you all. I'll talk to you next week. Bye.